So the reading tonight is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting from verse 11. This is on page 1161 of the Church Bibles. Since then, we know that what it is to fear the Lord, we try to persuade others. What we are is plain to God, and I hope it is also plain to, to your conscience. We are not trying to commend ourselves to you again, but we are giving you an opportunity to take pride in us so that you can answer those that take pride in what is seen rather than what is in the heart. If we are out of our mind, as some say, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who should live should no longer, should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us his ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who has no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's fellow workers, we urge you to not re- to receive God's grace, to not receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the time of salvation. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Rob. Whew. Right. Good evening, everybody. Um, For those of you that don't know me, my name is Gethin. I'm one of the worship leaders here at St. Paul's, um, and it's honestly brilliant to be back here in the evening service. So I've been coming to St. Paul's now close to 13 years. Um, I know I don't look that old. But most, a, lot of those, a lot of those years, and a lot of those early years particularly, I spent worshipping here in the evening service, so it is great to be back. And more recently, and with a challenge of two small children, so I just realised this has been recording, sorry, the joy of two small children, um, if we just edit that bit, um, we, we, we find ourselves worshipping in the morning service and you know, making use of the wonderful children's ministry that we have here. Um, I'm a school teacher, um, so I trained as a, as a secondary drama teacher, um, which is a, a role that I did for a number of years. And then about five years ago, I shifted across um, to the primary sector, um, which is where I still am based now over in Coventry. And yeah, this, this evening, um, I'm just going to be unpicking this passage that Rob just read to us about being ambassadors for Christ. Um, but before we go any further, let's just, let's just commit this to the Lord and let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we are free to access your word. Lord, I thank you that your word is alive and that it continues to speak to us today. It continues to encourage us. It continues to challenge us. 
Lord, I pray for a real expectancy amongst us this evening, Lord, that we will expect in some way or another to encounter your presence here this evening. And Lord, I pray for myself as I speak. I pray for clarity in the way that I communicate. But above all else, I pray that you just take what I have prepared and you will use it for your will so that the words that I speak are right for this congregation at this time and this place. So Lord, we commit this all to you now. We ask all these things in your great name. Amen. Amen. So it was interesting. When I introduced myself there, I kind of mentioned a little bit about my role within the church. I alluded to having a family and two little ones. Um, I obviously mentioned my occupation because that's what you do when you introduce yourself to people. But under no circumstances did I ever consider standing here this evening and starting off by going, good evening, everyone. My name's Gethin, and I am an ambassador for Christ. Um, which is a shame, really, isn't it? Because it sounds great. I'm an ambassador for Christ. Um, but I don't think I've any, ever, ever introduced myself in that way to anyone. Um, and I can't recall anyone having done that to me. But it's just interesting because in that passage, it's really, really clear that as Christians, it is something that we have been called to be. It's, it's a title that we've been blessed with, to be ambassadors for Christ. And so before I go any further, I just want to um, kind of read out a definition I found for this term ambassador so so that we just have a bit of a shared understanding together as to what what this means. And I think this is a helpful definition of that word, but also will provide a bit of a framework that we can kind of keep coming back to. So an ambassador is one who is sent to represent one country or government to another. So that's the first part. And then it's this second part that I like. While in the other country, the ambassador presents and demonstrates all the best that his or her home country or government has to offer. I'm just going to read that second bit again. While in the other country, the ambassador presents and demonstrates all the best that his or her home country or government has to offer. And as I was preparing for the sermon this evening, I was trying to think about, is this word ambassador something that I've used in my kind of day-to-day, or is this just something we hear maybe occasionally in the scriptures or we pick up in the kind of political sphere? And I realized that it is a word that I use fairly regularly, and I actually used it on Tuesday. And I just want to explain that to you. So I've already mentioned that I'm a teacher. And um, part of the offer we have for our children and our young families, we endeavor to take them on a trip um, at least once a half term. Now, my class were lucky. Uh, We've had two this half term. So on Tuesday, we headed over to Warwick University and participated in NAM 22, which was the National Astronomy Meeting, which you obviously knew was taking place. And it was fantastic, but in the morning, you know, the kids are getting their high-vis tops on and they're running to the toilet and we're checking they've all got their packed lunches, but when they're all kind of settled, before we get on the coach, and I've done this time and time again, I'll stand before them and I'll say, year five or whatever year I'm teaching, today you are ambassadors for this school. Today you're ambassadors for this class, you're ambassadors for me as your teacher. And I don't think I've ever explicitly explained that word to them, but they understand that when I'm saying that, there's this kind of weighty expectation that I'm putting on them, that I'm expecting them to represent our school and to represent it well through the way that they present themselves, the way that they speak to one another, the way that they act, that they will represent the best 
that our school has to offer. But there's more than that. They do it so much so that other members of the public, wherever we are, will look at us and go, that's a good school. They'll be looking at the crest on the jumper thinking, where's that? That's a, I, I, we should send our kids to that school. Because what, what they see is so attractive and it's so infectious that they can't help but be drawn towards what they see. And when we give our lives to God, we become members of the kingdom of heaven. In Colossians, it says that at that moment, um, at that moment, we are translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. That's our role. We are here on earth as his representatives, as his ambassadors to represent the best that, ha- that his kingdom has to offer. But there's more than that, because later on in the passage, it talks about um, us being commissioned to share his message with others. It talks about the ministry of reconciliation. And in Paul's letters, he uses this word reconciliation, which means to bring back to a former state of harmony. And so our role here is we have been commissioned to be ambassadors for Christ, to represent the best that his kingdom has to offer. But just like my children, so much so that people, when they see us, are drawn to us. What they see is so attractive and so infectious, they can't help but want a piece of that. And so that's our role. And we do it so much that um, we will help bring other people into God's kingdom. We will help reconcile their broken relationships with God and and we'll build God's kingdom here. Now, I'm just going to have a quick drink. It's very hot. Um, There's lots of... There's lots of ways, when I, when I was kind of praying through this and, and looking through this, there's lots of ways that um, we could consider, you know, how do we do this role effectively? You know, how do we do this role of being an ambassador for God well? How do we ensure that we minister to people well? But whilst I was kind of praying through this and, and mulling it over, one, one word in particular kept kind of coming out at me from the page, as it were, and that's the word love. And, you know, if we're God's ambassadors, then it is our role to represent his love. And so I just want to, this evening, just just look at this concept of love in a little bit more detail within this notion of being ambassadors for God. And we're going to look at it in in, in three three ways, obviously, because it's a sermon. That's what you do, isn't it? Three ways. Um, So I want us to think about love being our motive, our message, and our means. Okay, our motive, our message, and our means. So first of all, our motive. What I mean by that is it's why we do what we do. It's what motivates us. When we become sons and daughters of God's kingdom, we do it because we love Jesus. It's why we've come here this evening. It's why we've been worshipping. Oh, come let us adore him. We love Jesus and we know his love, his amazing unconditional love for us. We love because he first loved us. Before we can begin this, this task of being ambassadors for God, ambassadors for Christ, it's about us understanding God's love for us first and foremost. It's our motive. It's what motivates us. Secondly, it's our message. Okay, The message is simple. God loves you. He welcomes you with open arms. But it's difficult, isn't it? It is difficult sometimes to, to share that good news 
I mean, the world at the moment is, is a messy place. It's a broken place. I don't know about you, but I've, I've kind of stopped looking at the news recently. I find it too tricky to look at. Um, but it is a broken world. It's this kind of post-truth world. I read recently that, that the world is becoming increasingly grey. It lacks black and white. It la- lacks kind of right and wrong. And actually, as, as, as Christians, if we're representing God's values then we have a duty sometimes to point out those rights and wrongs. And sometimes that can be quite countercultural. Sometimes that can go against the grain. Sometimes what we have to stand for isn't what the world wants to hear. However, our message is one of love. And the world is so broken, it's down on its knees that people are just crying out for love. You know, we see it. We've seen it recently. You know, if we go, go back to, to the COVID crisis, if we look at what's happened in Ukraine, and you look at the way that people have wanted to respond to that. People are desperate for love. You know, you just look in culture as well. How many books, how many films have been written about love and relationships? As, as humans, we have this kind of innate desire for love and this yearning for love. And as Christians, our message is one of love. That's our USP. You know, going back to this notion of being an ambassador, I imagine when someone gets given a role as an ambassador, there are some countries that it would be more preferable to go to, I imagine. You know, if, you, if you've been told that you are going to be sent to a country that is very peaceful, that is prosperous, that is already sensitive to maybe some of your views and your values, then that's quite a nice gig, isn't it? Because you're going there and you're going to be welcomed, you're going to be wined and dined, people are ready to hear what you have to say. But on the other hand, if you, if you get sent to a country that is hostile, where there's persecution, where they're not ready to hear your message, that's altogether, it's the same role, but it's a very different task at hand. And sometimes as Christians, it feels like, as being God's representatives here on earth, that that's almost how our task feels. But as I said, we've got a message of love. And I think that this is a message that the world is desperate to hear. And so love is our motive. It's why we do what we do. It's what motivates us. It's our message. Okay? It's the good news of Jesus that we, we want to share with people. And then finally, and I think this one's more challenging, it's our means. If I just take you back to that story that I just shared um, about my children um, going on a trip. So on Tuesday, when we came back to the classroom, I had nothing but praise for them. Um, and, and generally, that, that happens quite well. And I'll say to me, you've done brilliantly. You've really represented the school really well. But what's interesting is, at no point in the trip did they run up to a member of staff at Warwick University and go, can I just sit down with you and talk you through our school values? Uh, can I just read through this policy? Um, it didn't happen. But it didn't need to happen because these people in these places, wherever we go, can just see. They can see that my children are embodying our school values through the way that they're behaving, the way that they're speaking. You know, I think back to when I first moved back here. So I studied at Warwick University myself. I did four years there. 
And then I went to Reading to train to be a teacher, and then I got a job um, back in Warwick. And I remember I came, I came to the service, it was a morning service, the Sunday before I started school on the Monday, and Jonathan, being Jonathan, he loves to connect people, doesn't he? Um, he called me over, and it was brilliant. Um, he introduced me to a member of staff that was going to be working in that school that I was starting with, uh, starting in on the Monday, and that was amazing. You know, you move into a new area, and there's someone there who you know familiar face and you know that they're a Christian, it's amazing. And um, what struck me about this particular individual was the way in which other members of staff spoke about them. You know, whether it was kind of in the staff room at break time, whether it was on the football pitch after school on a Friday when we had a kick about, whether it was on a night out on a weekend, teachers would turn to me and go, there's something different, there's something different about that person. And in a good way, okay, something different about that person. And again, it's because that person embodied, embodied the best that God has to offer. So it's our means. We've got to, you know, we've got, we've got this message and this, this message of good news that we want to share with people, but it needs, to, it needs to go hand in hand with us embodying that so that people, when they see us, are drawn in. When people look at us, that they can see God's love. So our task here is we are ambassadors for Christ. Okay, and I'm just going to go back to that definition actually because that second part again just kind of reminds us about what I just said about the means in which we've got to kind of we've got to live that as well because it said while in the other country the ambassador presents and demonstrates all the best that his or her home country or government has to offer. We are here on earth as God's representatives and we are here to represent the best that his kingdom has to offer. And as part of that, we're, we're fulfilling this role with this ministry of reconciliation, bringing people into relationship with God. But I think key to that is this notion of love. It's about us knowing as Christians that we are loved. It's about us understanding that this message that we have to share with people is one of love. And it's about us ensuring that the way that we live our lives embodies that love. And so I'm not going to keep as much longer because it's hot. Um, but in a moment, we're going to have a time just to kind of be still. Um, the, the children in, in the morning, they often refer to this time as chatting and catching, which I always find quite useful, that phrase. Um, and I just want us to reflect, and, and, and I'm just going to kind of prompt you um, a little bit to just reflect on a few things that I've just spoken about and, and consider maybe where, where it might be relevant to your situation at the moment. So for some of you here, it will be this concept of being an ambassador for Christ, and it might be about considering, you know, where does God want to be placing you? You know, we're obviously placed on earth to be ambassadors of Christ, but more specifically, where or who does he want you to minister to? You know, after the summer holidays, when we, when we return back, those of you that will be coming back to St. Paul's, if you're not students, etc., um, you know, we'll be having a big relaunch of Alpha. You know, maybe in the quiet shortly, you can be asking God to put the name of someone or, or a place, where, almost that front line where he wants you to be that ambassador. 
For some of you here, the challenge might be around this concept of the means. You know, maybe, maybe you know that God loves you. Maybe you know that message. Maybe it's quite well rehearsed. You know how to share the good news of Jesus. But maybe there is something in the way that you live your life that isn't quite embodying and reflecting God's love and God's kingdom and the best that he has to offer. And if that's the case, you know, there are lots of people here this evening that would love to pray for you and to to help free you of whatever it is that's holding you back. And then thirdly, there might be some people here that who's this, this, this concept of being an ambassador for Christ, of being a minister of reconciliation, maybe that's almost, it's too far away. Maybe you're still at that point, at that motive. Maybe you still don't quite know for yourself God's love, or maybe you have done in the past, and for whatever reason, um, you've kind of strayed away from that. And again, you know, my message to, to you would be that God loves you. And again, there's lots and lots of people here this evening that would love to pray for you and, and, and to help um, kind of get that relationship back with God for you. So maybe if I can invite Jonathan to come up, maybe the band start to move move back into place. But before, before I hand over to Jonathan, I just want to read um, one final verse that I think ties in a lot of what I've been saying this evening. And it's from... It's from John 13, verse 34 to 35. And it just says this. It says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another.